I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the files of the AYR. Yowiehunters.com Every so often, we receive a report that stands out due to being a little bit different and not entirely conforming with all sightings. A clean, clear visual and a warm and passionate articulation by the witness can be gripping. In this case, the witness not only had one but two sightings, four years and 1,600 kilometres apart. The first event tells of a personality that is almost unheard of. If the situation was different, there could have been a very different outcome. It leaves me wondering if it was a case of feeling an energy connection with the witness or something else. Remember the golden rule, where there's one, there's another not too far away. I could imagine this Yowie's minder standing there just beyond the bush line, thinking, oh no. This occurred at Curra, Queensland, next to Gympie, which is a hotbed of previous sightings, as we all know too well, including our own. It's also the home of some of my most favourite Yowie sighting reports, such as Audio Report 145, Glenbar, 150, Mananbar, 146, Waluga. In fact, there's two from Waluga, four years apart. We also have audio reports from Scotchy Pocket, Aramara, and a few around Tin Can Bay. Speaking of interesting Yowie reports and Tin Can Bay, which isn't too far from today's report, an encounter of a whole other dynamic occurred there in 1992. It was during a military training operation at Tin Can Bay or Wide Bay Military Warfare Land. There's so many close-by documented sightings that need to be told, and as you know, I'm passionate about all of them. I can tell you this with confidence because I spoke to some of the people who were there at the time and they confirmed to me personally it was all true. It was also a topic and discussed on the military forums. In 1992, a team of six men operated a four-week role as the bad guys. In the beginning of the last week, the fourth week, two men left in a vehicle and conducted another mission. During that night's camp and the perimeter checks, two of the men became very concerned. It was also around that period they received a large ration drop of meat. They had an uneasy feeling that something wasn't quite right, and the feeling of being watched. The four remaining men at camp radioed for backup, as though something circling the camp and it wasn't the enemy. <laughs> It also wasn't human. The group's two members who had left arrived back in a vehicle, 
but the situation escalated. During the night, 22.30, while in their tents, the creature entered the camp and began pulling it apart. The guys were terrified. I know, because they told me. Tents dropped on them and around them. They lay there frozen. Finally, they managed to lit off some blank rounds and some flares. They called an evac. Those higher up in the chain of command were not impressed. And one member said to me, they received a drilling before being told to go back there and wrap up the morning's simulated attack by the good guys. At 700, it was seen again, and they all fled back to Camp Kerr. They had their weapons taken off them, and they were promptly sent back to Brisbane after some harsh words from above. In the words of one member I spoke to at the time, he said, we really had our butts kicked. They didn't believe us. Welcome to Kara. So good to be able to tell people without being regarded as crazy. It's not that I've, I've seen lots of things like this. Um, it was morning. I was looking into the bush. I was standing out on a, a veranda or like a porch area, and I was looking out into the bush. Out came this large, ready, orangutangy, human-like creature. It's waving its arms up and down like it was very happy to see me. I, I was surprised. I, I just stood there looking at it. It had a, a grin, I could say, on its face, like, and it started walking. It was walking towards me. And I said to my friend who was sitting behind me, he, he was sitting down, I said, hey, have your neighbours got monkeys? That was the only thing I could think of. Um, an orangutan had, had escaped from the zoo or someone had been keeping animals illegally there. And it was walking until my friend stood up and then that stopped then we went inside and um, you don't talk about these things, though. It was really um, strange that we didn't talk about it because I, I couldn't decipher what I'd seen. It was amazing and it was, it seemed like an eternity that I was looking at this being. Um, what stood out was his very long hands but he was waving his hands up and down like <laughs> he was happy to see me and uh, it just presented itself to me from the trees. Now, I could see the trees moving behind him. Maybe there were other other family members in there or maybe he was the smallest one. I don't know. But it was beautiful. It was the most beautiful thing and, and it will stay with me forever. I, I'm honoured to have seen that. And I reckon if my friend wasn't there, he would have walked right up to me. It pushed the trees aside and it just walked out. Oh. They're like, here I am, and it's waving its arms. You know how children put their arms up and down to their sides? i like, there's, there's my friend, you know, oh, well, let's play or something. And I'm thinking, I said, hey, have your neighbours got monkeys? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about yaoi's and 
I, I told a few people and people laugh at me and then I, I didn't say anything anymore. And then I researched, I, you know, hairy monkeys in apes. Uh, it wasn't really an ape. The face was, um, it had more um, Aboriginal features. It was more human. He was black. The face was black and the chest was black. And when it lifted its arms, I could see uh, hair hanging from under the arms, very, very long arms and very big hands. Even if, even though it was at a distance, I could see the very large hands. It was big, seven foot. It was. It was. It was a big, a big being. I don't want to call it an animal. The way he presented himself. Uh, because he must have been staring from inside the trees. You know, he was contemplating because if they present themselves, I'm seeing all these stories and it's by chance that the sightings happen. But this one, he walked right out in front of me. I would have walked down. I mean, I'm very curious. Curiosity killed the cat. It will stay. The image will stay with me forever. Absolutely beautiful. When I said, do your neighbours have monkeys? But looking at the face, and it's, it wasn't a very ape-like, the face, the um, the mouth, it had a grin. And the eyes were open, you know, hi there, Ooh, boop, let, let's go for a walk, uh, like a person. And it wasn't like a human head, uh, not much of a neck there, the legs were Bow, not straight leg, but very long arms, you know, when it, when they were going up and down, they were extended like, yes, huge arms, broad shoulders, three feet across the shoulders. It was a broad thing, very big hands. The hands, they were black. When he lifted his hands, uh, the palms, I saw they were black. On the top of the hands, yes, it had hair. On the palms, uh, no, the palms were black and his chest was black and his face was black. You know how time stands still? He was in front of me and, you know, when you look at a movie and they stop the noise and you can just hear the sound? That's how I felt. It was surreal. That image there was surreal and how many times I want to drive up there and have a look around <laughs> because they are there. For him to come into that property, they must come from the Kara forest there. There's a forest there. That's where I think he came from. Now I'm looking via satellite. I've been looking on my own all these years to see and maybe other people see him, his family around there. Well, he we... didn't just pop up from anywhere. And he's not alone. He can't be alone. So I went there to go bushwalking and to relax. And, um, well, he went around locking the doors and he said, okay, well, you're not going into the bush. Please don't walk into in the bush. Uh, he was very scared. He was concerned. He was there alone. I could see that he was frightened. He was surprised that he saw that. Even in the mornings, we didn't go outside for our coffee. Uh, I only stayed for a few days there, and 
you know, he said, oh, God, how am I going to stay here alone now? It was something that appeared for me. It's like he knew me. When he walked out of those trees, he was waving his arms up and down. Yeah, I consider myself very special to have seen that. The Like I always say, um, my culture, we're very uh, brave. I would have walked up to it. I would have stayed there and allow it to come closer. But when he saw my friend stand up, he uh, he sort of lost his bearings. Oh, there's someone else there. <laughs> She's not alone. And um, then we went inside and that was – but uh, for the rest of the days, I could feel the presence. I could feel something looming outside. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And so could my friend. When my friend stood up, you know how we do when we're disappointed. He put yeah. his hands down and we just left him there all bow-legged. And, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't turn around. He was still there. We left him there and I was looking outside. And I, I spent the rest of the days looking from the windows and my friend was always asking me, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? No, I don't think it came too close to the house, but I could feel its presence. I couldn't say anything. You can't talk because you're trying to to think at what you're looking at. So that, it was a long sighting. He was there and he's waving his arms. I mean, it seemed like an eternity, but I think 10 minutes we were there. All of this took 10 minutes. He wanted to walk up to us, to me, to me. I think he wanted to walk up to me. I don't know, but maybe it was dangerous. Then I thought he, if it had walked up to me, maybe he would have taken me and left. People disappear in the bush all the time. I think it was a him. I think it was a him. First of all, the chest, I don't know. I think since they're human-like, I think maybe the girls would be different, would have some sort of breasts or something. The male sort of form. I think it was young, yes, I think it was young. The whole uh, movement and everything, I think it was a younger being. I realised that I was looking at something special that other people don't get to see. That's very egotistical now that I'm saying that. But I thought, wow. I said, God, wow, what have you presented to me here? Mm. 
the first um, response would have been for me, I would have spoken to him in Greek, uh, being a, an ancient language, you know. I wouldn't have spoken in English. <laughs> I thought if it comes closer now, I'll, I'll say something in Greek. They're, they're ancient beings, so probably understand Greek. Oh. I don't go bushwalking, but I had another sighting uh, here in uh, Victoria. It's on the road to Benalla, uh-huh. um, near Mansfield, because I travel a lot with my work and I had a student up there. I like to get out of the car with my coffee and just stand, stretch a little because it's a few hours' drive. And I was leaning on the car and one of them threw a a branch, a a log on on the car, and I had my back to it. And as I turned around, but this one was a very tall, black, um, uh, scarier, uh, version. It was not like that one. He was hiding behind the tree. And as I turned around, and I'm not very tall, so I looked at my height, but then I looked up and I saw these black, black eyes. And this one was close. This was like five, six meters um, behind the tree. So I just got in the car and bolted. His face was very black. Everything was black. The hair was dark. The face was dark. The eyes, I could see no no white in the eyes. Um, and the hand, uh, he was touching the tree. He was holding the tree. So I could sort of see uh, his head and the hand and a bit of the shoulder that was um, sticking out. But this year was a huge thing. It was eight foot tall and I just, yeah, I ran then. But the thing is I had my back to it all this time and I was drinking my coffee and then when I was driving I thought if he wanted to, um, to hurt me, he was right behind me. And the way he threw that, that branch uh, it was a, a soft throw just to get my attention. It, it hit the, the car. I don't think they are that – some of them might be dangerous, but I don't think that their intention is to hurt people because they are very human-like. You see, I, I'm a small little woman, and he was behind the branch there, uh, a huge creature – uh, he would have taken three strides with his height to reach me, but he didn't. So I don't think he wanted to hurt me. I'd, he threw the branch, hey, look, I'm here. I think they're very uh, childlike, even though they're huge. That's That's what I thought. Now thinking back to this big, tall one, so that's what I think. They're beautiful and we should, um, I think we should protect them. I said, uh, because I spoke to someone, someone else from your team, and I oh. said, I know we want to get photos and videos, but we don't want to spark up a hunt. They do exist and they are in the bush and they're beautiful uh, and they're not extinct. I just want to get uh, Mr. David Attenborough, what his name is, and tell him to rewrite their book because they're not extinct. They're here.
been here all along. But but this one was uh, this one was scarier, the black one, scarier and. But if I tell anyone, they think, and I don't. I've told a few people, and they look at you strangely. I don't care. I think uh, they're spiritual, and maybe they present themselves to to people who who believe in them or something. I saw the shoulder, his arm uh, on the tree, his hand on the tree, and the face. But this was a huge creature. I mean, King Kong. Ah, uh, oh, if you see this in front of you while you're walking in the bush, goodness. And the first one was um, playful. I, I mean, it was different. Um, he wanted to, he wanted contact. He was walking towards me. The second one was shy. I didn't get the feeling that he was behind the tree to run out and um, hurt me. I thought he was uh, scared or shy. That That's the feeling I got. And the way he threw that branch softly, I mean, he could, he could have taken a bigger branch and uh, hit the tree uh, harder, the, the car. But no. Neither of the times did I feel threatened or scared, to tell you the truth. Uh, the second one, um, oh, and I did think about driving back, but I thought, no, I better not, because I was alone and it was morning and the road was very quiet. So, but um, this was uh, in 2019, before the COVID. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, middle-aged, but no, he looked quite young and uh, very well um, groomed. If you understand what I'm saying, the hair was all uh, uh, shiny, and um, I didn't. I, it looked like someone had just combed all his hair. Uh, there was a smell. Um, yes, I smelled the, um, I like a dead animal or, or it was a, a different smell that I smelt when I was drinking my coffee. I thought, what's this smell around here? But then I thought, I'm in the bush, dead animals, birds, something. And then when I'm looking at all of the reports and I'm seeing, uh, I thought, oh, that was, that was People say they smell, so that was that smell. Because as soon as I opened the door to get out of the car, I smelt it. I can't really describe it like a toxic sort of sulfur sort of, yes. It was a strong smell. It wasn't at a distance. It was a strong smell there. I told the I told my student I said look um, I saw something and um, she said oh look she said I'll ask around I think she told me that people have said that they've seen things in the mountains and she said one day when she took her dog she saw something looking at her from a distance and she couldn't make out what it was um, so yeah. I got the feeling that he was he was cautious. Uh, even the the, uh, the first one was crazy. The second one, he was cautious. 
it was um, because I don't know what they see. Maybe they see hunters with guns or I think he was more scared of me than I was of him because if he wasn't scared, he would have come right up to the car. I'd like to go on an expedition and see another one. But I don't think they will present themselves to large groups. Uh, now how the men go and walk freely and um, they don't want that. They wouldn't present themselves. People walk in groups and think they'll see one. They won't present themselves like that. They they feel threatened. They need to know that you're harmless, that you're that that's the feeling I get. They're they're nature loving creatures. They're in the forest and that's where they belong. And we are we are destructors. They don't want anything to do with us. The man who was with me, he well, we haven't spoken. We lost touch as you do after um, all this time. I think it impacted him. Negatively, <laughs> he was more scared than me. <laughs> he went around <laughs> locking all the doors and all the windows. <laughs> uh, have your neighbours got monkeys? He got up, I turned around and looked at him. He was ready to faint. I'm like, <laughs> mate. <laughs> God, man, they're such chickens. (laughs) For the text version of the Tin Can Bay incident, head to the AYR Yowie Hunters database. Go to reports, sightings, and then Queensland. Further sightings from near Mansfield and Victoria's Great Dividing Range, head to the Victorian section of our database. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.